0: Wouldn't you like to be a pecker too? Hello, my hearty shit fitters. This is your Taylor Dung host, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his poo poo altering podcast, Beware the Hairy Bowel Movement. If you're new to the show, that opening tells you all you need to know. Thanks for stopping by for 30 seconds. Have a great life. Today's story is all about the exciting world of improvisational fashion design. And you can join in. It'll be like an interactive episode or something. Go get a piece of clothing and some violent industrial machine. Now throw one into the other. You don't even have to wear the result to achieve the title of this story. As soon as you release your trousers, you'll have fingerless. Pants Fingerless Pants by Matthew Sanborn Smith Contrary to unpopular belief, Guy's first pair of fingerless gloves were not purchased at Eddie's Wholesale Fingerless Glove Emporium, but were in fact homemade. Guy was happily mowing his lawn one day when his lawnmower choked on a big clot of grass and died. Guy wasn't about to put his hand in there to fish out the clot because he knew he'd lose his fingers. Like a power-mad coward, Guy sent his gloves in there instead. Those gloves gave their flesh for the life of Guy's lawnmower. They removed the grass from the throat of Guy's sheep, Claytonette, only to have their fingers chewed off as she started back up. Guy mourned his lost finger coverings, but put his gloves back on as he didn't know what else to do with them. He grabbed Claytonette by her tail and guided her through the rest of the lawn. But the lawn was completed in crazy zigzags as Guy simply could not concentrate due to the sensational feelings coming through his hands. The fuzzy warmth of Claytonette's tail on his bare fingers for the first time ever stirred something inside him. Don't worry, folks, this story is going somewhere else entirely. Guy was excited by this new interaction with his world. Although his hands were warm and insulated, from the universe, his lusty fingers ran naked in the open air. If only his entire body could feel like his hands did in his new fingerless gloves, but but it could. Guy purposely rechoked Claytonette with a very similar pile of grass until she passed out again, and then he sent his pants in there to retrieve the grass. Soon Claytonette sprang back to life with new purpose and a new fashion statement. Guy hooted to all the neighbors. Now he had fingerless pants as well. He put them back on and strutted around the yard, exposing his long hairy legs and a little bit of his junk to the elements. Elements such as nitrogen and oxygen. The sheep looked a little dazed, but Guy slapped her back into the present moment. There was one work to be done. Within the quarter hour, Guy was strutting around the block in his new frontless shirt, soulless shoes, rimless hat, and fobless watch. His whole body looked like a hobo's hands. Coincidentally, Guy's friend's mom, Fabrica, who lived three houses down, once had made love to a hobo's hand, which explained why Guy's friend had a huge fingernail where his hair was supposed to be. Fabrica noticed Guy walking by while she was using her sheep, Barrister, to paint her house. She dropped the green sheep without bothering to rinse him out and threw herself at Guy, knocking him down in the middle of the road and rubbing her girl stuff on him. Fabrica! Gee cried out in alarm, which attracted the attention of Fabrica's son, Palmer. I got you covered, buddy! Palmer shouted. He ran up to the human knot with a spray bottle and spritzed his mother with a healthy dose of Fabrica softener. That calmed her down enough that she could be dragged away. Sorry, man, Palmer said to Gee. She always gets like this around fingerless pants. No sweat, Gee said, shaken. He wandered back to his house, not knowing what to do with himself. He'd never had that effect on a woman his life. As uncomfortable as it sounded, if she hadn't been softened, Gee might have given Palmer a less mutated-looking little brother or sister. But she had been softened. Gee didn't know what to do with himself. He went inside, watched a little television, he ate a slice of cantaloupe, he played some guitar, and then he fucked the sheep. All right, I couldn't help it! (laughs) If this story left you cold, you can finger it and other naked body parts at the URL of the torn to hell BewareTheHairyMango.com. If lee, in the comments for this post or Oakley mail me and we'll shoot some cracks at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or shade our goggles at Beware the Hairy mango at gmail.com. The SF and SF Signal probably stands for Samsonite fillers because we at SFSignal.com are packing our bags to move across the street one year ago and spy on ourselves through the office windows. We made copious notes of when we were naked or behaving sexily all last year. All that's left now is the popcorn. Give me money as soon as possible using the donate button on the go homepage so it'll be too late to change your mind in case I blow some shows at the end of this month. I wouldn't do that, he said waiting eagerly for your credit card number Twitter all the quitters that following me at twitter.com upwithgravity is as good as giving up on life. This podcast makes a better life for itself on the salt flats of a freshly peeled and overripened planet bursting its planet seams with the molten magma of a contrarian and drunkenly abusive assistant baker of a creative commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 imported license. Until I sell my bootleg version of Elton John's early version of that song, Benny and the Propellers, this will be Matthew Sanborn Smith telling you all good things come out of my end. Good night.